0: You're listening to the Modern Producer Podcast, expert talk on livestock housing and animal husbandry. Get ready for today's episode.
1: Well, hey, good day, everyone. Tim Kerbis here, jumping on to uh, season two, we're calling it, of the Modern Producer uh, Podcast. <laughs> just uh, getting back into it. Uh, we like to come up with good reasons for things we haven't done and uh, just been really busy. So we haven't done podcasting lately. So here we go. We're going to start off on another season and um, and uh, see where it goes. So I've brought in uh, today, uh, Kevin's calling in from um, Manitoba and, and Ben's sitting here. I'll let these two guys introduce themselves in a bit, but we're just going to Kind of go over a few things. Might not be the longest podcast we've ever done, but just kind of a preseason game here. Uh, let you know what we're thinking, what we're doing. Talk about a few of the things we're, we're looking forward to and uh, and see where it goes. So I uh, hope you enjoy it. Kevin, why don't you lead us off here? Everybody knows this is me already. So why don't you introduce yourself?
2: Well, I think you pretty much did that for me. But yeah, Kevin Kerbis with... Uh I'm up in the new standard Manitoba branch here. Beautiful, sunny weather that we're having in the middle of the drought. But uh, live a life and enjoying it, literally. I guess we enjoying should. Enjoying the, the living part. So
1: You mentioned new standard uh, Manitoba specifically. We've never really delineated that. Uh, too much, but New Standard AG, which is our Manitoba division, is actually the flagship division as well. It's the one that where everything all started. So, even though I'm in New Standard US down in in, in South Dakota, and as as is Ben, uh, the uh, flagship New Standard AG, which which is the foundation of the whole group, is is where Kevin works. So. Ben, you right. might as well jump on in or unless Kevin, did you want something? Did you want to plug yourself some more? I don't know. You got any other cool stuff you nope. can say?
0: No, nope. I'm good in that way. Yeah.
1: Well, go ahead, Ben.
0: All right. Well, my name's Ben. I work for New Standard US here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. And it's a pleasure to be here. I'm usually not on these things. So
1: Ben doesn't do a very good job of introducing himself. He's the reason everybody calls us because he knows where to find stuff and he gets parts that guys don't know where to find. And, uh, and, uh, i um i I catch myself saying it more and more every every week is i don't I don't know what's going on call Ben <laughs> and that's and that's pretty typical I make light of it but it's uh it's just something we do that uh, uh if you guys need, if anybody out there needs something uh learn Ben's number and then uh um text him because if you text me for something I'm just gonna say I'll check with Ben uh anyway moving forward. Um, you mentioned, Kevin, that you're in a drought. Uh, I'm sure everybody uh, knows that if they're listening in in this area. Uh, South Dakota is pretty much the same way we uh, we have a I don't know how it's rated specifically in terms of extremities, uh, but I think almost every part of South Dakota is rated in some form of drought from mild to severe. So it's going to be interesting once the uh, combines start hitting the corn and the beans to see how well they they made it through all of that. I know you guys are kind of burning down in Manitoba and Western Canada in general, but what are you aside from the the trees that are burning down? What does the uh, crops look like up
2: there? Well, actually, it's uh, like any year; it's variable. But uh, talking to a few guys over the last couple of weeks that have been into the the early stuff like the winter wheat and the barley and whatever they're actually quite happy with how they're they're coming in um i haven't really talked to anybody getting into the canola yet so we'll we'll see what that comes like but some spots did get just the right rains at the right time i guess um right directly around me any of the canola fields well if i'm going by at 60 miles an hour i can actually still see the ground so i, I can't imagine there's a whole lot going to be there um get a little farther west and south and they don't actually look half bad so i guess uh, again same thing see what happens once the, the combine actually rolls into them you don't
1: have to uh cater to just the u.s you could have said 100 kilometers an hour too and i think most
2: people would have ca- caught what oh. you want <laughs> <laughs> yeah i guess i still i still think at miles an hour most times anyway so oh
1: gotcha so uh, anything else uh, going on up there uh, in terms of industry that's uh, cool and exciting this year? I, we don't, obviously, I haven't been up
2: uh, lately. I don't, I don't know how, how cool and exciting it is, but uh, the, the brand and show has, has been officially cancelled. Um, oh, really? I didn't, yeah, I didn't get a, any official email or anything, but looking at their website, it says it's closed and or cancelled for 2021, which my guess is it is... Uh, it's pretty obviously going to be something tied towards COVID, but nothing that was really released on that. I don't know if it just was too much of a challenge to, to try to plan with everything being as variable as it is. So.
1: Was, was there um, really anything left of the Brandon show? I, I, I've not heard that
2: it was much of a I, show I don't anymore. know. It's been two years since I've been there. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's always still worth going, right? There is, you know, say what you want. There is still a, a hog industry here. Um, shows are always good to get to uh just had recently we did a, a barn opening there at, at uh service river for the, the finisher barn and uh that was actually quite nice to, to get to and, and be reminded what uh what crowds of people and industry people together uh, looks and feels like getting around shaking hands and, and seeing everyone was actually a, a real nice experience again that kind of has been missed so uh but the Brandon one, yeah, they they pulled the plug on it for again, nothing official that I've I've heard, but one has to assume it's a COVID-related thing. Sure, sure.
1: We have actually next week coming up. Here is the uh, Carthage uh, Vet uh, Annual Conference that'll be going on. That's uh, something I'm looking forward to. We've got a long drive to get there, but it ought to be interesting. And we just came out of what a, three four weeks ago uh, would have been the um, uh, uh, National Pork Industry Conference in Wisconsin Dells. That was very well attended. It was a very good show. So I guess we we, we have experienced it slightly different down here. Uh, the the activity is still there with the shows, right?
2: So um, no. Other, otherwise, I would expect yeah there'll be a little more attention paid to to any potentials for barn openings and and those kind of events. Um, if, the, if the trade shows themselves are gone, in you know, a last summer. It it got canceled again last minute, but it was being planned last minute as well to quickly do a uh, just a little pop up tent type of outdoor trade show thing. Um, And then all the restrictions changed again, so that got canceled. So I wouldn't be surprised. Guys might maybe this fall here get through harvest and and they might look at at doing something on their own um, outside of it just as. Say either a barn opener or just as a simple excuse to get together. Um, well,
1: you have you have a pretty it's good. It's still, Im- still
2: important to do.
1: You have a pretty nice big yard and an open field across the road. Why don't you just start a a, a, a hog festival of some sort up there?
2: Hog festival, yeah. Start uh, start throwing some patties on and uh, get everybody down here. Yeah, it's it's crossed my mind to be honest. But <laughs> right. put the, put, the, put the beer on ice and uh, pull out some 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 form of pork and. Give everybody an excuse to get over here so but uh you know again you it's been it's actually been quite a busy year um just kind of even catching my breath a bit because there's there's been say, a couple of different barns are finishing off uh anybody who's been watching the our social media knows where we're coming out of, of greenwald here there'll be a bit more being posted yet um not sure which order this is going to drop, whether the podcast first or videos, but, but either way, um, we have wrapped that one up, that conversion to loose housing, and videos will all get out there. Um, and, and yeah, it was definitely, a, I had a lot of people contact me asking about and being interested in that, that process as it went along. Uh, I guess I've been involved in so many, I, I got to the point where it's almost old hat to me, uh, yet. Even from everything from from direct family members who have no clue what I do for a living to to all kinds of industry people, literally around the world um, that have contacted me saying, "Okay, that was definitely interesting to see because it's not something they do see all the time and or or have the experience on." So it was, yeah, fun experience. Glad I could bring it out to everyone um, and share the story there.
1: You, you finally found the video format that worked for you because it seems to me that we we tried a bit with that selfie video type that you were doing, and then you finally. F- your daughter out there and had her start shooting video it work work better for you
2: yeah works a little better when i've uh yeah i don't have to be holding the camera and watching where i'm walking uh, i could actually focus on what i'm saying so having a uh, a videographer and uh wasn't always my daughter but she was definitely willing to help anytime in fact she still bugs me why can't we go out there and do more and i says, well there's pigs in the barn now it's not just easy for you to get in there right so We'll get another one yet once once uh, I get a chance, get out there, get a video with the pigs in it, but we'll see who who has to shower in as well and uh, and tape me for that one.
1: Yeah, speaking of barn <clears throat> uh, wrap, wrapping up and starting up, we were pretty much on the same track. It's new construction, but Golden View, I think, just started fair um, last week, I guess I've lost track. It's, it's hard to, uh, I'm not out there. So it's uh, either this week or last week, they, they batch Pharaohs every two weeks. So I, I'm not quite sure, but it was their first batch of pigs. So I'm kind of excited. I know it's uh, Michael's told me it's going well, but I haven't heard uh, any official numbers yet on how well it's going, but, uh, we're going to try and get back out there and, um, kind of do what we did at, uh, Grand River, except with pigs in where we're going to mic up. Um, and uh, and go take a walk around the barn for 20, 30 minutes and then really explain the barn, but when there's actual pigs in there and, uh, and then okay. everybody take a look at it. So that'll be kind of fun. You know, you're mentioning the, uh, yeah, the it's, pop-up.
2: Uh, it's good to, good to share that, that side of it because not everybody, well, very few realistically get to get in there and see it when it's done, um, even if as industry people. You don't just run around from, from barn to barn unless you're somebody like us that has to go in for, for service or something like that. So a lot of the other guys are, are interested but never actually get to see it. Uh, so, yeah, there's, like I said, there's been a lot of requests and and appreciation for, for us being able to bring that out to guys and, and have them see that.
1: You know, we uh, that's a, a lot of that is tied back to either somebody doesn't want to get smelly or more sp- more likely it's a biosecurity restriction where they can't get in. We've had actually a a lot of, um, well, this has been kind of a wildfire year for us in terms of um, PERS uh, flying around. Uh, What have you guys seen for disease up there this year?
2: No, I can't say there's been a huge, uh, there's always something floating around, but even, even PED has been fairly quiet this year. PERS is not a huge thing here right now. Right. But, uh, Again, you always have to be cognizant of the fact that, that the diseases are out there and biosecurity protocols need to be followed. We've actually got more and more companies that are, they've actually got an app that we use um, that, that helps us actually track where disease outbreaks are, are potentially um, happening and for our own uh, staff checking into barns and whatever, just tracking it through a an app. So that's... Well, is definitely still a high thing, which is like, yeah. To, I guess it's a little different for, for us, even to, I remember getting into the, the barns down in the U.S. was usually a whole lot easier than it, than it has been for years in Canada, where, where guys don't even want you on the same farm for a matter of days and, and showering in and all that, right? So sure. it's uh, always lo- locked down a little tighter up here. I know it still, still boggles my mind. It doesn't happen very often, but if I get to a barn and the guy just says here's some coveralls, and walk on in uh, it's kind of oh right there is still still some out there like that right versus having to to do the full shower and change
1: yeah it's uh <clears throat> i kind of remember that there was the odd one down here it is it is not always that easy, but it is that you do still run into those where that happens. So that app on your phone, is that, is that something that was developed uh, for humans and contact tracing and they just happen to turn it into a pig uh, barn app or, or is those totally unrelated?
2: No, no, it's, it's actually, uh, was designed specifically for, for biosecurity and geofencing. Um, so again, more, more companies up here. It's, uh, yeah, they they track I, I believe they're tracking even all all their own employees and trucks and everything on where they've been and kind of more of uh not only uh, making the biosecurity up front but also for tracking traceability if something should happen to be able to quickly determine who else might be at risk and that kind of thing. Uh, but it was developed specifically for for farm biosecurity. Right. <clears throat> I could uh
1: could opine on on some of how that would likely be get some pushback in the U.S., but we'll just leave that alone. Um, you know, I, you actually mentioned, uh, the, or you talked about a pop up tent kind of thing, and uh, it made me it, it made me realize that we should bring Ben in on here. He uh, Dakota Fest, which is a South Dakota farm show, outdoor farm show, is going on right now in Mitchell, South Dakota. Uh, if anybody wants a timestamp, there you go. This is when we did it uh, this podcast that is. So, um, I haven't had a chance to check it out. I haven't actually been to Dakota fest in, in a few years, actually. So uh, why don't you tell us what you saw, Ben, you went there just to scope it out. Cause we've been, guys have been asking us to, uh, to exhibit there. So he went to see what it is.
0: Yeah. We, I actually took my family, um, which was kind of fun and it was, a lot of large farm equipment um there was some tents that were um you know just your normal vendor tents with um you know people hawking stuff or selling stuff um much like a trade show just a lot smaller and uh there was also just a lot of um i saw a couple guys in the short time we were there we didn't stay like really long um just because it was hot and had stuff to do that afternoon but um yeah it was just you know there was a lot going on i think we only probably caught about a third of it probably um but yeah a bunch of guys were like, you know, they had been there for a couple of hours walking around. It's just a big open field, that right? You right, go. because
1: it's there's there's some buildings, but by and large, most of it is just tents and outdoor exhibits. Is it? Are they not? Right. Is it? Is it? Did you see a lot of livestock type stuff there? Or is it mostly f- um, uh, farm machinery for crop lands and stuff like that?
0: There was a bunch of farm machinery um, that was literally when you walk in it's just huge machines and sure stuff for you know farmland and uh, there was some you know livestock you know like a couple different other companies were there Um, but like i said overall it wasn't like you know it wasn't like a trade show where there's like not the ones we're used to where where it's
1: you know 10 by 10 or 10 by 30 foot booths these are big booths out on the grass with a tent or something like that.
0: Right. And there, you know, there was like a couple bigger tents that had a bunch of those kind of booths in there, but it was just mostly, you know, we got some sunflower seeds from a place. We got some, you so know, just, yeah, this
1: is Odds and ends. This is fair season down here. Anyways, the Sioux Empire Fair just wrapped up. Of course, Pipestone had their interactive um, center there. I, I, I wanted to take a look at it, but I actually caught it at a bad time on the last day. They were already closed. <clears throat> and I think we got the State Fair in Huron is got to be within, was it Labor Day weekend? Okay, so that's coming up. So there's a whole bunch of stuff like that going on where there'll be Uh, any kind of bacon, anything, if you want, if you look right, which is always something we got to promote. So, yeah, we uh, stepped out there for a second. They're going to come back here. I wanted to uh, come back, Kevin. I've got to say it. I'm going to circle back to this Greenwald thing because I know we did some videos um, uh, with... uh, or you did some videos. I haven't seen them all. Haven't had a chance to look at them all yet. Uh, <clears throat> we uh, some of the uh, group housing. We talk about the five freedoms. I'm I'm familiar with them, Kevin. But you've had to de- uh, just uh, reference them lately. Why don't you bring everybody up to speed on what fr- uh, five freedoms are before we even talk about it?
2: Yeah, well, the, the five freedoms aren't just specific to and they're not just specific to to loose housing, but it certainly is something that uh, ties together very well. I did use uh, Greenwald uh, once we were done there. I I quickly, before they chased me out uh, because pigs were coming in, (laughs) used those uh, as a backdrop to to basically record a couple of videos or a video showing each freedom. Um, A lot of people would be familiar with what they are. Those of you who aren't, that's basically... uh, it's the five freedoms uh, for animal welfare. They're pretty much used worldwide by all kinds of uh, governmental and, and even humane society and all the rest, which, again, I know a lot of people over in this industry are going to get their hair up and when they hear that, but it, the reality is they're also being incorporated and used as, as they should, being used as um, a level of, wouldn't say a goal, but basically the, the code to which we hold our, the standards to which we hold ourselves, right? Um, the, the freedoms themselves, it was basically developed back in the UK in the 60s, 65 I think it was, and then they've kind of been tweaked or whatever, but it, uh, off the top of my head, basically the five freedoms are that you would keep them, the freedom from hunger and thirst, freedom from discomfort, freedom from pain and injury, um, freedom to express normal behavior, and freedom from fear and distress. There's maybe a little even kind of uh, overlap on some of those and realistically. But if you, if you kind of catch the drift of that, it's saying, look, animals, if you want to take care of them properly, need to be fed and watered properly and they need to be comfortable. They don't want to injure them. You don't want to, uh, have them, you know, being sick all the time and let them out and do what they, what they want to do. That's that, that express normal behavior one, um, that one really shines in, in loose housing because that's you, you've designed around it, Tim. You've, you've you've done in your own videos as well, basically pointing out that a large part of our design in, in a loose housing, uh, sal loose housing group, is all about exactly that. Show letting the animals do what they naturally want to do, rather than trying to convince them to do something we'd like them to do. But take a look at what they'd they'd want to do on in, in nature and then enable and set up a system and a design layout that encourages that enables that. Right. So yeah. yeah, those those videos will be kind of rolling out here over the next little bit from, from what I understand. Um, again, not a, it's not a soapbox thing. It's not a, uh, uh, you know, pulling in, in favor of any humane society or anything like that. It's realistically an awareness slash challenge to go, um, does your barn, you know, there's nothing wrong with those five freedoms. If you listen to it, they're the things you should aspire to. Uh, is is your barn able to do that? Does your, does your layout do all these things? And if not, well, then uh, I happen to know some people who can help you out with that. But yeah, it's something that we definitely need to aspire to and tell that story properly as an industry, right? right. That's, I think, probably one of our our biggest challenges uh, as an industry and as a whole is we don't tell our story and that enables the other people like the humane society, whatever to tell it for us to the general public. I got to keep in mind the customer at the end of the day is the people out there purchasing pork, uh, chicken, whatever it may be, right? Buying the the products that, that we're helping to produce. And if they're, if we're not telling the story properly to them, someone else is going to fill that void. So that's kind of what this was about to showing how, we we are actually doing things right, and we don't need to be regulated and yelled at and scolded and shamed and whatever. Uh, these things are being done voluntarily, and and because farmers do want to take care of their animals, simple as that.
1: And and I think the one thing uh, I've I've tried to make really uh, clear to guys is that yes, we can set up a, a site. Um, to allow them to express normal behavior, and and it can really shine in a, in group housing done well. That doesn't mean that automatically every group housing is going to uh, to give you that i guess
2: uh um, yeah not even close it's it's, we've it's not a matter of just just calling it a big pen and then we go there's a lot more to it with with true understanding
1: they can express normal behavior but sometimes normal behavior is a sign that something's wrong
2: bad behavior yeah they
1: they they can be exhibiting some really bad behavior and that's normal because they're trying to say or they're they're basically expressing that there's a level of discomfort or stress it's the understanding that there is good normal behavior and bad normal behavior and how do we work with it to achieve the right kind of uh i don't know behaviors right where it kind of feels like it 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 becomes a little bit of a forced type of activity um, I always say we'd like to foster the right kind of behavior, not force it. Um, we, we want these animals to just act in such a way that they don't even have this concern or distress that, that all things are going so well that they just act as if their world is perfect and 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 the good behavior just comes out naturally because they've got nothing to worry about, and so they just they' they're just chill. Whereas if you have things that aren't going well, you're going to have animals that are going to exhibit behavior that's normal, but it's not behavior you want.
2: Yeah, and that's I guess something we, we have to be better at finding is is just giving them the the freedom to express normal behavior. Doesn't necessarily solve the problems. You have to solve the problems and make sure that behavior is good. That it's right. that what you're seeing is good. Yes. So and that's, that's right. a, a level of understanding that uh, that that people need. That to me, I I would say, yeah, you're enabling them to, to do what they want, but it also is the good stock, and that's where I find in in any of our our loose housing designs that's where a good stockman will shine because he'll be in amongst those pigs being able to tell exactly what they need. If anything should be going wrong, he can tell immediately by the way those animals are behaving. Um, I've, I myself have, have several times you walk in a barn and you go right away. You go, Hey, something is wrong in here. Now, it may take you a while to figure out whether that's a setting or in the system itself or what else might be wrong. But you can tell just by the the mood in that room real quick. Whether things are running smoothly and properly or not, those those animals will tell you if you're actually paying attention. Right, and
1: I, and I wouldn't claim to be a stockman. I like working with animals. I don't know that I would be the ideal stockman, but it is exa- exactly what you say. You can walk into a room, <clears throat> excuse me, and and you'd you'd see right away or feel. It's it's one of those things where you just get this sense that things are out of balance here something's wrong um and and yes and uh, and and
2: i I wouldn't claim to be a great great stockman either in fact i'd very much say i wouldn't be a more mechanical guy but that's that's also them saying hey even even a guy like myself who isn't necessarily a great stockman can notice these things real quick if you learn what to pay attention to and and you're right it's a feeling you walk in and you could just there's times you can't even put your finger on it, but you know that something's not right. And then when you pay attention longer, more in detail, you start to see movements or or actions that you're going, ah, that's that's what it is. Okay, let's go look over there for, for that problem. I say I've I've seen everything from from settings, uh, people feeding the animals too fast. I think you've had that experience as well, Tim, how oh, yeah. feed yeah. taking the taking the feed, dropping it way too fast will just drive these animals into a, a state of agitation. Uh, and and um, can cause yeah different types of aggression, vulva biting, whatever. Which also can be solved immediately just by a few settings and yeah. understanding why we do it a certain way.
1: And that's just it. As you you speak of it as feeding the animals too fast, well, the animals are going to actually most of them will eat faster than we're going to give them feed. That's not the issue. It's understanding why do we slow them down. Um, it's not that they can't consume it. It's not that it, the fact that it's dropping mm-hmm. so fast that they're frustrated because they can't keep up with the eating. That has nothing to do with it. I'd encourage. I'm not going to go into it in too much detail, but I would encourage anybody who who doesn't quite understand. Why what, what, why we feed animals at a certain rate to look into it because there is, uh, it's, it's, that's almost foundational to a lot of what we do with, 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 with pigs, uh, just, to, just to cover it briefly, with pigs. First and foremost in everything, they, their, their biological makeup forces them to, to address whether they're, th- they're not thinking animals, it's just a natural response. Food security is there or it isn't that is that is absolute prior, priority one everything revolves around am I okay with getting fed or am I gonna starve and do I have to make you know natural decisions based on that how how, how secure is my food um, and and it boils down to that now there's a hundred different ways that you can work with that and that it that it will um, be used within a pen and then a lot of stuff overlaps Everything boils down to that. If you don't figure that out properly, nothing else
2: works, period. Yep, definitely at the, the core of it, because you said there's a lot more to it than you know, start with that. And, and yeah, the knee the up uh, feed station or, or ESF machine is designed to feed an animal. It's all well and good. There's still a whole lot more into that that pen, the design, the operation of that. There's there's just so much more behind the scenes that uh,
1: sure, but it's not all if, really
2: complicated. If, uh, realistically, a lot of simple things, but they they all need to be. You need to check every box, or you're going to have a problem for sure. So it, that's that's part of the the five freedoms is uh, those videos that I put out there. You'll know, see how a lot of what we do maybe even doesn't appear to be to do with feeding, but it has to do with those freedoms because that does, you know, as a, as a template gives us a, a, a working model of if we, if we can check all these things off, well then, yes, again, the animals are back down to being calm and, yeah. and doing what we need them to do, right?
1: To, to really misuse an, an analogy, the, it's basically a, the, the, similar to the saying that all roads lead to Rome, uh, if, if you know what that means. It's in a pig barn, in some form or fashion, all roads lead back to food security in terms of how they interact with their daily pens. Or, or in, interact with everything in, in some form or fashion, whether it's a mechanical issue that isn't dealing with their food or isn't giving them food when they want, or a social breakdown because they're not getting food or or a breakdown because uh, that's causing no, uh, the food security to go off, everything relates back to it. I mean that's and it's a biological thing. They will make decisions. Their bodies will make decisions on how much of a litter they can carry based on that yeah. feeling. So anyway, uh, let's not uh, let, let let's not you know beat that up too much uh, today. We wanted to we we talked about this being a bit of a preseason or a preseason game or start of a season 2 We've got some exciting things coming up that we do want to um, look forward to, I think we've got, uh, a few guys that we're going to be bringing in, uh, some of them might not know it yet, which, which will just be fun, but we're going to bring some guys in to talk to, see what they, uh, what they know. Um, uh, and, and this, a lot of this ties back down to, we call this a modern producer podcast. Obviously we got the modern producer magazine coming out. Some of that overlaps and interacts. Um, so the last, uh, I think it was at World Pork Edition, we had done some stuff uh, uh, centered around, of course, pork and World Pork. But then the, um, our guys uh, here uh, interviewed some people at World Pork and we're going to be bringing in, I, I think, um, Jake, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I think Britt Roman's already given us. Uh, Britt Roman from Munters has already said he wants to come in and have a chat. So that ought to be uh, interesting, see what they're doing, because they work a lot over into the dairy side of things as well and uh, a Brit's got a radio voice uh, or one of those James Earl Jones type uh, uh, voices. So it ought to be fun just to, I'll sit back and listen. Um, uh, I think we're going to try and rope uh, Todd Heister camp in from Crystal Spring. Not sure if he realizes that yet or not, but it ought to be a fun discussion. Um, and uh, and then uh, we, we had Dylan Meyer on from McFleague. Um, <clears throat> uh, last uh, last go-round, I believe we're going to try and get him back in, but uh, uh, this would be a good opportunity for anybody listening. We are always looking for uh, uh, guys that would be worth talking to, guys that could have something to contribute or would just be interesting to listen to. Um, Dylan would love to come in and talk. I've, I've, I've spoken with him already, but... Uh, It would be good to, if anybody out there wants to sit down and have a conversation with Dylan or know somebody who would be a good guy to bring in, uh, it would be a a great tag team conversation. We'd like to bring somebody else in, so we're always looking for suggestions. And on that note, if anybody has any suggestions, of course, for other guys or other conversations or other topics that they'd like us to cover... uh, We're easy enough to find on social media if you don't already know where we are um that would be kind of odd because you're listening to this already too but find us and and reach out to us uh, um, and uh, let us know if there's somebody whether you dial in or you come and sit down and drink a beer with us we're gonna we're always willing to talk we never really run out of words sometimes we just run out of stuff to talk about (laughs) but the words are never short I don't know, Kev. You got anybody up there? I, I'm sure. Uh, I mean, I don't get up there as often. You must have guys up there that are that you'd like to bring in at some point.
2: Well I'll give it some thought for sure. But of course, yeah. If anybody not necessarily even a volunteer themselves, people very rarely do that. But uh, if you want to send us a message or contact us one way or another and say, "Hey, so and so would be uh, a great addition," or we would like you guys to cover find someone to to help me out with a specific subject. That's the kind of thing that that drives this forward and and makes it better for, for all of us. Um, obviously the the purpose of this is not just to have us hear each other's voices, but make sure that we're getting uh, the proper information out to, to everyone out in the industry. So if there's anything you need to know more on or know somebody who, uh, who would be a good, good, uh, no, it doesn't have to be a great speaker, as you can tell by me. stumbling over my words to someone who actually knows something. Get them uh, to get in contact with us, and we'll we'll set up a time to do a, a recording for sure.
1: Yeah, that'd be, I mean, uh, it'd be kind of cool. It's, uh, we, we could sit here and, and chat about a few things, and uh, but it, it starts to sound too much like I'm hearing my voice more than I should. So we'd love to have other guys in. We're not going to uh, sit here and just blather if we can, uh, well... We could, but we shouldn't, I guess is a better way to say it. Um, so, yeah, we, we strongly encourage it and, and and it doesn't have to be somebody that's local. Again, it's uh, Kevin's dialing in from Manitoba and, and it works quite well. We can make this work. So it, it doesn't have to be somebody that has to be uh, in, a, in a distinct location. So on, on that note, I mean, I really, we're, we're not trying to cover anything too specifically um, with uh, with this preseason. I think we can, unless there's something else, Kevin, specifically that we should cover, I haven't talked about or haven't uh, mentioned, uh, we could probably wrap this one up, keep it a little bit short, uh, welcome everybody back, welcome ourselves back, and then start send, putting some of these out again. Um, but we can probably, you know, wrap it up here.
2: Uh, yeah, no, I think we're, we're good to go for today.
1: So. All right. Ben had to step away. We're still in, uh, still got our doors open. So Ben had to step away. He's not going to sign off here, but I think we'll just let it be then at this point. And, uh, um, yeah, we look forward to feedback and look forward to everybody engaging with us. Uh, let us know what you think. And, um, I don't know if I need to plug anything, but I'm going to do it anyway. Uh, catch us, um, in, in many different formats. We're on, uh, every social media that's uh, worth looking at. We've got the modern producer out there. If you aren't, uh, subscribed the the youtube channel is getting quite active actually probably our most active right now and if you can't figure out how how to use any of that let us know we'll we'll help you out so appreciate everybody uh tuning in um and uh have you have have yourselves a good day